Bienvenidos and welcome to The Process, a podcast centered around figuring things out together, one step at a time. We'll interview makers and entrepreneurs across creative disciplines to learn more about their unique journey and share stories and lessons along the way. My name is Torianne and I will be your companion for the duration of this episode. Thank you for trusting me to guide our time together. This episode is the first of our Meet the Maker series, in which we interview makers across creative disciplines to uncover the connections between us and share stories and lessons along the way. We will be hearing from Sochil, the maker behind Sal y Sol Body Works. We learn about their personal journey into herbalism and the healing process of reconnecting with our roots through natural medicine. We talk about the importance of creating space for queer community to feel seen and empowered. And we expand on the ideas of love, intimacy, and reclaiming pain as pleasure. This interview is only part one of the discussion. Truly, it feels like we've only just scratched the surface on some of these important topics. We will be diving deeper and continuing the conversation on our Patreon page. Make sure to follow our Instagram to receive more details on that. I actually recorded this interview before recording the introduction episode as a beautiful metaphor of the process. But speaking of things that don't always go as planned, the day that I recorded our interview was one of the days that my Wi-Fi was struggling, and unfortunately that led to a lot of our conversation being lost to the Zoom void. Thankfully, we were able to re-record and fill in some of those cracks in the connection. You'll also notice a difference in the audio quality because my fancy dancy recording mic had not arrived when we did our first interview. But again, it's all part of the process. Another thing you'll notice is how nervous we sound. It's not easy sharing your heart via Zoom, so please make sure you head over to Sochi's page after listening and show some love. I also wanted to put a challenge out there. Whoever can get the closest bet for how many times I said um through this episode will get a free 2021 slingshot planner filled with radical historical dates, moon cycles, hand-drawn illustrations, and more. Head over to our Instagram page to find out more and put your bet in. And um, I'm from California, so whatever your guess is, double it. (laughs) Um, Anyway, without further ado, here is episode two of The Process. Enjoy. Thank you so much for making the time to be here with us, Sochi, and for being open to being the first maker in our interview series. I'm so excited to share um, a bit about the person behind the herbal products. So maybe to start us off, you can introduce yourself and share your pronouns and a little bit about your business. Hello, everybody. Uh, First of all, thank you for having me. I'm super excited. A little bit nervous, but not really. Uh, My name is Sochi. My pronouns are they or she. And I am the founder um, or creator of Sally Soul Body Works. Um, My role is the herbalist and um, the medicine maker behind my business. And the medicines I offer are sensual candles that are infused with herbs from plants either that I grew, that I harvested locally, or that are from local and organic farms. 
I also offer ceremonial pipe blends for more uh, ancestral healing and, and more dream work and meditative work that um, also come from local gardens, including my own. I also offer bath teas, which assist with muscles and uh, tension and anxiety and stress relief. Yeah. Just for our viewers or listeners, um, we are working with really horrible Wi-Fi. Um, Xfinity has monopolized the um, Baltimore region and probably other regions. There aren't many alternatives, so we apologize if there's um, breaks in the connection, but we're going to make it work. Um, but speaking of the Baltimore region, I did want to do a land acknowledgement, um, and I had that in my notes. So um, right now, this interview is being recorded on Piscataue lands. Um, or known as the colonial name of Baltimore. Um, and myself, I am from Tongba lands in Los Angeles, East LA. Um, and so we just want to make sure that we're acknowledging the original um, caretakers of this land and um, speaking those names, continuing to speak those names. Mm -hmm. Amen. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And I also thank you. <laughs> yes. Um, so um, to keep us flowing, um, you're from like the West Coast too, right? Yeah, so I was born in El Paso, Texas, and then I lived in the Southwest for a little bit and then moved around. Um, my heart beckons back to my homeland <laughs> so strongly. But um, yeah, so I moved out here to Baltimore six years ago and I've been living in Maryland for about 11, 11 years now. Mm -hmm. Wow, okay. Um, and so through that journey, um, like what are the pieces that you picked up along that journey that got you to where you are today? For sure. So I think one of the, one of the biggest influences was always hearing these snippets of my abuelita who lives or lived in Juarez, Mexico. And I didn't know much about her except um, through stories that I have heard through my, my grandpa or my dad. Um, so I would always pray to her. She would always visit me in dreams. And she died when I was 11, I think. Mm. Yeah, when I moved here, I was kind of, um, I was escaping a lot of pain. I was trying to find my name, my voice, and my power. And um, herbalism didn't come into my life until a little bit later. But moving around a lot and being separated from family proved to me how real colonialism is mm. still. Mm -hmm. and how separated um, we are from our own blood and how blood is power and so we are you know lied to a lot we are there's a lot of truth in uh, in power hidden from us I um, I completely agree with everything that you're saying um, and I, I think that you know a lot of times we have the tools that we need but they're just hidden from us and um, reconnecting to our roots is something that um, you know, can be so healing, but also can bring up so much of that trauma also. Um, and so what what was your introduction to herbalism and how has it helped you um, in your journey? Yeah, thank you for asking that question. I think one of my first introductions into herbalism and not even, you know, this practice of making it into a business um, 
was when I was younger. I always wanted to be a bit closer to my roots, which are native and Mexican. And that, you know, obviously goes a lot deeper. Um, there are specific uh, groups of people that I am attached to, um, especially like the One Horn Nation or Hikaria, uh, Durango. Like there are so many s spots of land that I feel very disconnected to or disconnected with. And so I got into herbalism um, in order to connect with my family who I haven't met in this plane but who have visited me in dreams and I really got into it as a as a way to kind of pick up this ancient practice so I could just communicate with them and I was hoping that it would be a bridge into conversations so that I could get to know myself better um, when I when I first moved to Baltimore which was I think six years ago I was escaping a lot of pain a lot of trauma and a lot of hurt and that came from years of um, kind of having to be a bit older than I than I actually was and having to grow up a little bit quicker and understand concepts much faster than I wanted to or, or had consented to. Uh, so when I moved here, I wasn't in the best place. I was very unhealthy, doing very unhealthy things. And I attracted unhealthy people into my life. One of these people I ended up falling in love with and it was a very toxic relationship and they were dealing with a lot of personal issues and I wanted to help them. Obviously, naturally, right? Like you love somebody, you want to help them out. So during this time, um, they would have very restless sleep and they would um, just not be well. They were very, you know, foggy minded and as was I for different reasons. And some a, a friend at that time recommended some tinctures um, specifically mugwort and tulsi, skullcap, St. John's wort, um, in order to kind of shed some more light on, onto this fog and to assist them in rest. And that was my first tangible introduction in applicable medicine, applicable herbal medicine. And I'm very thankful to my friend uh, for introducing this to me. And so once... Um, yeah, once, once that happened, that kind of opened like a floodgate to me. After this relationship, I went completely sober for, you know, a few years and, and now still kind of am. Like sometimes I'll drink wine or whatever. But once I cut weed and alcohol out of my life, uh, there was just this huge flood of downloads and visions and... Um, so many conversations and stories and narratives coming from ancestors and I knew it was because I would have very vivid lucid dreams and I've I've always been able to lucid dream since I was younger but it was very different this time it was it was very yeah I, I mean I keep using the word tangible but it was I could touch it feel it taste it hear it smell it and um, yeah, so I'm very grateful for that. And through through these years of practicing all of this, I 
found through my own revelations and epiphanies that in order to heal my parents or heal my grandparents or heal all of the generations that underwent so much trauma through colonialism and elite eugenics, um, I had to heal myself. And I know that's like a very cliche thing, right? Like you can't love others fully until you love yourself fully. But it's only cliche when there's no practice behind it and it's just some cute words painted on a frame that you can buy at Marshall's for like $15. Like I had to really, really work and I'm still working. It's a lot of work and effort and it's not easy, but it's simple. And sometimes the simplest things are the hardest things. And so, yeah, I I really wanted to find myself over and over again. And I found that through herbalism and through connecting with plants and just their altruism and their self selflessness, I was able to shed multiple times and kind of see myself embodied in them. Um, and the roots of Sali Sol kind of play a big part in, you know, all the words that I just said. But, um, yeah, I, I really just wanted to heal others and heal myself. And even beyond healing, I wanted to prompt the question, what do you do post-healing? Where are you at? What actions are you taking? You know, when I first moved here all those years ago, I was such a different person and this past person who I've mourned several times really took victimhood as their only identity in order to receive attention or help or love or care and I really equated asking for help with me being helpless instead of loving myself and helping myself and being completely self-sufficient and also leaving space to ask for help. And that is that is kind of the roots, yeah. I wanted to show others that they could be someone, anyone, before, through, and after their healing. Yeah, no, so much came up for me. Um, and I think one thing that um, might have got cut out from the beginning is um, your your queerness, right? Like, and how that shows up in your work and, and the space that you're trying to cultivate. Um, can you talk a little bit about, like, what um, your intentions behind that, like, and what it's like when that isn't an intentional thing or that space doesn't exist? Yeah, that is a really good point to bring up, you know, what does happen when queer spaces are ignored or what happens when queer spaces are created. Um, I think the long answer to that would be going back to uh, me moving here again. So when I was younger, I most definitely identified as queer. I just didn't really know it yet. I would either call it bi or gay or, or whatever, right? Because I'm just kind of attracted to the soul, to the spirit, to the person's mind and heart. And I didn't really know how to put words to what that feeling was. And I felt very displaced and very unheard growing up in a household where that was kind of not allowed or tolerated or spoken about. And so, uh, yeah, I, I really felt it was a necessity to um, find my space here. And in doing so, not only you know did I help create a space 
for for queer and trans and people of color and indigenous and native humans. Um, but I mean, more importantly, I, I found a space for myself that I could call home within my own body. And I think on a broader on a broader level, I think what happens when we ignore queer spaces is we ignore our own bodies because I very strongly believe that plants and solar bodies, stellar bodies, you know, nature bodies, like we all share a very complex attraction to each other. And, you know, what better, what better place to talk about attraction and intimacy than, you know, on this episode. And I think that queer ideology kind of really, really touches on different types of love languages, different types of touch, different types of dances and songs, and different types of ways to show up for love. And I think that when we, when we ignore those spaces, um, whether you identify as whatever, I think you're ignoring a huge, not only part of yourself, but a part of history. There have been so, so, so many two-spirit, queer, trans people who have not just paved ways, right? Because that's that's a little bit underselling it, but people who have been tortured, murdered, who have also been congratulated and highlighted in history, who have helped kind of clean off the mirror so it's a more comfortable space for us. Uh, so I think it's a little bit scary when I envision a world where queer spaces aren't tolerated or even silenced because of discomfort, because there's so much of us that we don't want to talk about ourselves. There's so much in the mirror that we don't want to see. And, you know, maybe our parents <laughs> say that they're straight, but there are, a, I think there are parts of them that really understand um, uh, feminine and masculine aspects and I think or I know that everyone every creature every being plants mammal fish <laughs> sky star you know they have this masculine and feminine property to them um, I really I really uh, in Sally's soul I try to make it a point for people to be comfortable with even the most disgusting aspects of themselves, because I do really believe that those are your most beautiful. I find that um, looking into the mirror and thanking all of you know our, our queer <laughs> family from the past, they've made it. They've made a space for us to appreciate what we can see. And so, yeah, I I think it just feels right for me to open up this space and to make sure that my family and my community feel prioritized and heard and seen. And I know that those are big buzzwords right now, but what they mean to me is that you are not fighting this journey alone. You can breathe. You may be struggling in the water, but you have people cheering you on, saying that you can swim and that you can do it on your own and with the guidance of others. And yeah, I think um, I think I still have a lot to learn and grow in that area of my life. Uh, queer, trans, two-spirit, these, these words cannot embody what I feel, and they cannot embody what a lot of people feel who fall in those circles, because I think they are still just labels 
to simplify classification of humans. And while I wish I could, you know, write a book to explain what queer even is, I can't. And all I can say is that I am my own mother, I am my own father, I am my own God, I am my own maker and creator, and I just want everyone to feel the same way about themselves. At what point did you come up with the, well, you, you talked a bit about, um, like, the idea for the candle and um, how you were, um, you know, really um, reclaiming pain um, through your relationship with candles. And at what point did you decide, like, you know what, I want to offer this to others and and then maybe you can talk a little bit about like the process of like you know choosing your ingredients and you know um, you mentioned you changed them and so, some of the um, you know the process behind that. Yeah for sure so so the first product I made were, were like smoke blends mm-hmm. um, but then yeah so after after I was kind of working with herbs and stuff I was like yo you know because this can be applied to my body, I would kind of use intuition um, to guide me into saying like, hey, what herb do I need for my body? Um, So yeah, I'll I'll kind of get into why I intuitively like changed up my ingredients too, because initially it was a, I was using a soy wax base and there was like not much soy in there. It was mostly shea butter, and coconut oil and cocoa butter and almond oil and vitamin E and um, it was it's still you know body safe and stuff but I learned through research that it's actually when it's harvested uh, a lot of native lands are destroyed to farm this mm-hmm. and a, a lot of soy farms in general are not not safe for the world I guess to, to be to say a, you know some radical statement and um, there are so many reasons for this like we can get into why Bill Gates is buying like <laughs> all of the land in America to you know like stop meat production and to like grow more soy but it's just like a pretty evil ass crop mm-hmm. and <laughs> I learned that beeswax you know it's it's a traditional ancient uh, form of candle making and um, I, I, I get it from a local like organic supplier out in I think they're out in like Arizona or something but they're really cool it's like a couple since I am native I have <laughs> like you got to be conscious about this shit like you can't mm-hmm. or something and be like oh cool that was a great read I'll tell someone about this like no like mm-hmm. I'm I think I'm even getting flustered a little bit because I am someone who wants to kind of speak louder with my actions and with my words mm-hmm. so that was that was the reasoning behind changing the formula up I felt so I'm currently taking a class right now it's called herbal medicine for the soul and it's run or it's taught by uh her name is Sal- uh, Salima and her wife Tammy um they kind of run this little herbal shop mm-hmm. and so I actually started taking the shop three or four months ago and the reason I did that was because a lot of the um, lessons that I was getting was was strictly just through personal experience Mm -hmm. I would you know read a a shit ton of books on herbs I would watch so many videos and join so many mini classes on you know what it was but initially I would just I would go outside I'd be like oh that's a certain kind of sage let me harvest this or Mm -hmm. oh that's mugwort or wow that's 
wild tobacco growing I can put that in honey or you know oh there's willow you know I could use that for pain or hair strengthening <laughs> mm-hmm. so it was just it was honestly like my gut talking to me I don't even know yeah. I was just along for the ride <laughs> to be honest I love that because it speaks to yeah. like you know this higher power that's just connecting all of us together you know and and the more yeah. that we that the more you know it blesses us um, absolutely yeah and finding your and that's the thing too is like this this is so special to me this this practice was never supposed to be monetized off of it just I think that through this I really learned how to listen to my gut and I and I mean through this um specifically uh, moving to Baltimore mm-hmm. moving here and having you know been through it like really really badly I was like, okay, well, you know what? Stop, stop abandoning the voice in your gut. Stop not listening. Like you're betraying yourself every time you don't listen. So, mm. through herbalism and through and through playing with herbs and getting to know them, that's where my gut really, really was like, hey, you know, I think you could put this in a tea. How about you go experiment with this and connect with this plant and meditate with them and see what they have to sell you. And then mm. I would write down my experience and then I would just continue doing that. So Mm -hmm. this, like, we want to talk about intimacy, like, damn, intuition was my intimacy, Mm -hmm. having to learn how to listen to my gut Mm -hmm. and how to listen um, to their yeses and to their noes, Mm -hmm. like, that that was my form of intimacy, like, growing and growing here. It's like, whoa, I need to listen to myself, and that's me loving myself. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, like one of the metaphors that I was talking about um, before we started is kind of how a candle can represent that intimacy, you know, like I think that we use candles a lot in intimate moments and um, in ritual, right, in ceremony and in this time where we're trying to like pull in. Um, And like, I feel like as you were saying that, like listening to the intuition, I picture like, you know, the candle, right? It's like this little dot in a giant room. Mm -hmm. You got to get close to it, right? You got to like, if you get, if you, if you move too fast, you might blow it out, right? So it's like, (laughs) like, it feels like that, like that process feels like intimacy for, like for me and just like that. And I think, you know, we were talking a bit before we started too about just different forms of intimacy and you know, um, with Valentine's Day coming up, I know for myself, it's bringing up a lot of feelings too, but, um, you know, I've, I've been on this journey of self-love. I, um, I proposed to myself a couple years ago and, you know, mm-hmm. it's been going great. Um, still in the honeymoon phase. No, I'm just kidding, but, mm, love <laughs> it. Yes. but we access that. Right. Um, and, um, so, you know, like what, what, um, in that process, did you find your, view of intimacy expanding oh my gosh yes thank you for sharing that yeah okay so to touch on to touch on your your candles and and talking about intimacy and then I want to talk about expansion but yo I I think about that all the time you know you when I take a bath and I light candles whether they're my own or they're you know the red or blue or whatever color Mm-hmm. intended for whatever ritual or, or, or thing that I'm doing there I feel like I'm at my own vigil I feel like I'm mourning a past self of myself mm-hmm. or, that was redundant but I feel like I am letting go of someone who isn't me anymore and wow. it's like one of the saddest things ever because I've had to do that a few times now and 
one of um one of my ugh, this sounds like so pluggy and i hate it but one of the smoke ones that i <laughs> you know which is like i know the point but it just still feels weird <laughs> no but please tell us yeah yeah right so uh one of the blends i have is uh black sun Mm -hmm. And it's a really good one for letting go. Mm -hmm. um, the main ingredient is chaparral, and that is one of my favorite, or creosote, however, but so many different. It's names. one of my, yeah, it's one of my favorite herbs on earth. It's one of my favorite plants. I've been working with them for years, and they are just meant for detoxing, like. Not, no, not even detoxing. Scratch that, because I love my shadow. I love my anger. I love my darkness. But they're there to be like, yo, what's up, darkness? Let's talk to each other. Let's be friends with each other. How are you? Why are you crying? Why is your inner child so angry and sad all the time? Like, let's talk. And they're so good at bringing stuff to the surface that you just want to bury down beneath you because you don't want to talk about it. You, you don't want to talk about that thing that happened to you when you were this age. You don't want to talk about the time your mom yelled at you or beat you for this or what it's just and i'm not talking about me i'm just talking about everybody or anybody like this herb is so good at allowing the space or allowing you to make the space to just talk to the sides of you that you don't want to see or experience or reflect on mm. and so when i light and sometimes i'll give my smoke blend to my altar and i'll burn it on like a charcoal disc or and then i'll smoke it so that so that way, some some's for me, some's for my homies. You know what I mean? Like, oh. pour some out for everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so going back to candles, you know, I have here written down that I so strongly feel that my candles are, you know, you light them, you let the wax pool, and you pour it on yourself. And you're, like, literally mourning a part of yourself because you're lighting a visual candle to be like, all right. I'm a new ass person. I am shedding like a snake. I am, <laughs> yeah. I am not who I was yesterday or the day before or 10 years ago. And sometimes that's really sad and scary. And I think that's why a lot of people are scared of growth because mm -hmm. they have to let go of this comfortable shell that they've built for themselves. It feels like home. Familiarity feels like home. But mm -hmm. so, some of the time, if things aren't changing just because it feels comfortable, like, damn, that doesn't sound like growth to me. And that's the that's the treadmill I was stuck on for a long ass time. I was just stuck on the same thing, step forward, step forward, but not moving anywhere. And so I owe everything to my ancestors. I owe everything to my family, you know, and, and to God or the Great Spirit or whoever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. um, and to myself, I'll give myself credit too, but I'm not the only one. And so when you talk about candles being, you know, I, I don't know, I just, I really like that you brought that up. Um, especially with reclaiming pain as intimacy and uh, just like this flame you have to be careful in your process like you said if you move too quickly you're gonna you're gonna burn out mm -hmm. that candle's gonna go out because it couldn't handle the speed at which you were moving mm. but if you move slowly and talk to that flame that flame that that flame will talk back to you i promise you that um mm. and so yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you just, you said it so beautifully, so thank mm -hmm. you. And um, to answer your question on expansion of intimacy, is that what you asked me? Yeah, like as you were on this on this journey, like did you see what, like did your your perception, like, because I, I think of it as like that, like a path where it's like, you know, I next step, one step at a time, but it's like then the road expands, right? And then it's not even a path, you're just like in this field. and. 
um that's just sometimes how it feels for me um but like did you feel like as you were you know pursuing these different parts of yourself that that like showed up in different aspects or yeah i love that so i think intimacy for me and even love and even sex and even sensuality all of these words their definitions have changed radically right. just in the just in the past six years just in the past year of me living at first a lot of it seemed fleeting all of these words were always associated with gratification and mm. and pleasure and now i associate intimacy and closeness with like crying sometimes or with yelling or you know with with taking a bath or hanging out with friends and um especially being a sex worker i think when i first started dancing i i very quickly gravitated to a specific group of people and they are still my homies to this day and they're kind of the only ones that i feel really comfortable with being affectionate with mm -hmm. and before that i never i never was able to be affectionate safely with someone or feel safe and at home um with anyone in that way and so now you know, during this Valentine's Day is coming up. <laughs> I want people to be able to hang out with themselves and yeah, propose to themselves. Hell yeah. Yo, I tell people all the time, like I am dating myself. <laughs> I am my own damn sugar daddy, you know, like <laughs> I am mine. Um, and my partner, you're secondary. <laughs> <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. Yo, my perception has changed just radically on intimacy and I feel so much more free being able to open my open myself up and let my walls down a little bit. Um because at first, like I said, you know, that shell was real comfortable. It felt like home. Not letting anyone look at me or touch me or talk to me or breathe on me or think about me that felt like home to me right so now that i am i am open and i'm out and i'm here damn mm -hmm. i i don't know i, I love cuddling with my friends <laughs> i love being able to just like touch them and, and lay my head on them and also talk to them about really really deep and intimate uh topics um but yeah I hope that answered. It really does. Sorry, I was just smiling. <laughs> That's. Oh, I wish I could see it. <laughs> and, and I'm also just like uh, pre-COVID days where like that is just like something that doesn't give me anxiety to just think about too, right? Um, I know myself, my, my journey with intimacy has definitely been transformed through COVID, um, which I don't think there's, mm. you know, there's not enough time to get into all that, but you know, I think that that is also something that um, is is something to reflect on. You know, is just um, how how it's we're actively transforming that, right? And mm -hmm. but to just keep us in in this place, because I feel like this is a good place to like, you know, stay in and close us out um, in um, yeah. in this process, because it is something that's so personal, right? Like no one can do this work for you. Like it really takes each person looking within themselves and healing those unique wounds that only they know and you know that maybe they've hidden for so long even from themselves right um mm -hmm. do you i guess maybe do you have any like 
advice, not advice, but like anyone who's going on this journey, like what would you um, like to share with them to, to help ground them in that? Yeah, um, I want to say right off the bat that there is no right or wrong way to heal. Healing and journeys and narratives and stories, like they are all written by unique individuals who have a completely different background to their person next to them. And so I, I think I'm really proud of how much empathy I have and how much compassion and understanding I have for not only myself, but for the people around me. And I think if, if anyone were to hear if I were to give my younger self advice, especially when I moved here and just within the time frame uh, before I moved here and up until I got here, I would just tell myself like, hey, you are not alone. This is not the end. You know, people say there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I I truly believe that now, having, having gone through the tunnel <laughs> and seeing that light and being like, damn, I don't know if I'm ever gonna get to it, but I'm here. And I got to it and I'm going to have to still go through so many tunnels. But the difference is I am not by myself. I have tools, community, resources, friends, family. And these these people and these entities, they come in forms of plants and ancestors and prayer and whispers and dances and songs and talking to my mom on the phone and hanging out with my friends. And so I would love to give, you know, a couple shout outs to some homies. Um, Luz has been such a good friend through through a lot of years. We, um, we have shared some very intimate moments in terms of like working together and just, you know, spending time together. And they are such a clear headed grounding and just wise, wise wizard. And I am very grateful to them. Um, I am so, so uh, filled with gratitude and love that I have Luna in my life. Luna is family, that is my sibling. Um, I'm pretty sure we're like blood related actually, because we were talking about some of our family members. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure we're from the same lands, which is really beautiful. Because I feel that every time I am in their presence, it feels like you know, my feet are back in the New Mexico sand. And I really love them so much. And uh, through this time, I I have gone through so much forgiveness, both of self and of family members, and so much empathy and compassion has has really come forward for, for both me and, and people in my life. And so, you know, a big thank you to my mother who, who birthed me. <laughs> And, um, you know, I talk to her like every single day and, and she's one of my closest friends. And after a few years of not speaking to my family, just because I had to learn about myself and grow and go through some really ugly times, I am so filled with immense joy and light knowing that they're back in my life. And um, yeah, my mom's a badass. and. She taught me to not tolerate anyone's bullshit, so I don't. And she told me to speak my truth and live life to its fullest because you could literally die tomorrow. <laughs> and so, 
yeah, I just want to be, you know, big, big thanks to obviously my parents, my father who blessed me with his chaotic intellect, <laughs> and my bros for being super insightful and wizards in their own regard. <laughs> and um, I'm so thankful to for Tori, you know, for hosting this podcast. And I really, really hope, and I set the intention now for... Uh, for other people to learn about makers and what it means to be a maker, not just, you know, through art and not just through a physical medium, but your own maker in terms of your own reality. You know, what are you doing every morning that is going to bring the above to the below? You know, what's what are you brewing up in the sky that you can bring down to earth and make it a reality? Because I strongly believe in that. So, you know, big shout out to all of the sex workers queer and trans who have died. Um, a big rest in peace to them, especially, you know, there was someone who took her life this month and I think about her every single day since it happened, since I was very close in proximity when it happened and just much love to this person. I feel her presence everywhere I go. and. Yeah, you know, even even big shout outs to people who uh, didn't really like me and who hurt me. <laughs> you really made my journey well worth it because I'm a well-rounded, stronger, tougher person because of it. Um, but yeah, just thank you so much for having me on here. It's more than a blessing. I feel so, so cherished and adored and honored. And I hope I hope you feel the same. Aww. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like trying not to cry because I'm like shit. <laughs> Episode two is gonna be so deep. <laughs> oh my goodness. Wow. I want to um, extend so much gratitude to you, Sochi, for making the time and for sharing so much of your beautiful journey and for sharing so much healing with everyone around you and really trying to you know, provide the tools for self-care that we all need and deserve um, and cultivating that intentional space for queer community to find um, and feel welcome and, you know, um, just all the, all the little pieces that um, you hold and share. I'm just so, so grateful for you um, and so excited for people to explore your products um, and feel, you know, all the things that we've been talking about, whether that's through your products or outside of them. But, you know, we do have a special discount code. So I'll hand it off to you to kind of um, share with people where they can connect with you and anything um, that you would like to share. Yay, thank you. Oh, I'm going to like cry after this. I'm so grateful for you for starting this. <laughs> but yeah, I do. I do have a few uh, closing words. Um, one, I want to always go back to sex workers. If you haven't, go tip a sex worker. Go throw them some money for some dinner. That shit's hard. Sex magic or whatever you want to call it. You know, we hold so much of people's energy and sex work is one of the most poetic acts of, of income you can really ever do. Wow. And so, yeah, I want, I want people to go, you know, Share, share some sex workers, Instagram pages, go send them five, 10, 15 bucks for a pizza, like do yeah. something that, that would bring me so much joy. Um, 
also yeah so if you go to sal y sol which is s a l y s o l dot shop uh, you can get anything from the sensuals collection which uh, include bath teas and personal sensual candles that yes are now herbal lube so you can heal uh, sexual trauma um, which has helped me a lot um, it's for like i said 33 percent off if you um, type in d j e d 14 capital letters um that yeah that will do i will also be posting some bundles so i'll have ceremonial pipe blends that you can mix with tobacco or weed or smoke alone or throw on your altar or whatever you want to do with that as well as some new and improved bath teas which i incorporate two different types of clays two different types of salts uh, magnesium flakes and so many herbs and flowers <laughs> yeah. and um i want to close this off by like i don't know giving y'all some homework like Go look up Orgone. Go look up DJED, which is Jed. Um, in Egyptian times, that was what was worshipped uh, during February 12th and the 14th. And they would actually make thongs and loincloths out of animal skin. And they would have a huge orgy and party. And it actually goes a lot deeper. I'm skimming the very, very surface of, of what y'all should look into. But yes, please... Um, Please go check it out. Support a fellow sex worker. Go support your own your own communities and much love, much light, much gratitude. Oh my goodness, that is an amazing way to close this out. And we'll definitely put some information in the um in the caption to connect people to everything that you just shared with us because <laughs> I did not know. I, when I saw the coupon code, I was like, I wonder if it's like an automated thing. You know, I was like. <laughs> No, I always try to sneak little things in there. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I'm I'm so excited to explore that for myself. I'm always trying to, you know, connect to the deeper cycles that, you know, we, we still celebrate today, but we call it Valentine's Day, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. thank you for, for sharing that with us. And I'm so excited for everyone to expand their understanding and to celebrate love in all forms um, this Valentine's Day. All right, well, I'm going to close this out and, you know, whatever intro music I make later, we'll start to cue now. Thank you again for tuning in. I cannot wait to continue growing with you. Make sure to follow our Instagram page to hear when our next episode will be released. Until then, remember that you are exactly where you are supposed to be in this moment. That you do not need anyone or anything to complete you. You are perfect just as you are.